What's poppin', sweets? It's time for some cookies and conversation. I'm your favorite baker and host, Alicia Reedy. And today I have the pleasure of having one of my dearest friends, my Judy, my best, Greg Pinkney. What's How going, are you? What's going on, y'all? Y'all already know what the tea is. It's Greg Pickney, and I'm coming from you live from Peter, St. Petersburg, Florida. I'm here with my good Judy Alicia. You know we about to get into the tea. We about to get into the shade. You already know we about to get into the things. Girl, let's pour up a drink. Let's pour up some. Let's get some Period. food. Let's talk Got about the some wine food, girl. moving. And with that being said, yes. with that being said, who are you and what are we sipping on tonight? All right. You know, my name is Greg Pinkney. You know, I'm your good Judy, girl. We go way back, you know, back in the Mac days, back in the high school days, girl. I'm sipping on a nice little red wine mixed with a little Hennessy, darling. Because, because I'm classy. Oh, we're real little, feisty. You know, you got to be a little classy, a little bit rash. I got to be a little classy. Come on now. What kind of red are we drinking, though? Drinking that red, is the question. We're doing a red wine blend. Oh, yes. I was going to do a Cabernet, okay. but I was like, oh, no, ma'am. No, it's okay. So today, I'm sipping on, from Cooper's Hawk, their winter white. It Actually, it's a sweet white. And they were like, yeah, it tastes like apple pie. And I was like, you know what? I might could fade. You know what I'm saying? Like, I strayed away from white for a little bit, mm-hmm. but I don't have any problem getting back to the to the path of the white, the white wine. You know what I'm saying? So it's really good. It has like the spices and it really does taste like apple pie. So I'm not mad at I'll it. And it's already now. kicking in. I'm here for So it. let's get into it. Yes. But no, go ahead. Okay. Tell us who you are. So tell us about you. Me, I'm just a 26 year old, just man just living this world, girl. I didn't left Maryland. I done came down to Florida, girl. I was helping just a good Judy and man. She wants to do things, girl. I got me a whole new job. I just changed my whole entire situation, girl. I'm just a man yeah. on a journey. I I would say at 26 years old, almost 27, I'll be 27 in March. I'm at the point where I'm in my eat, pray, love journey. But I'm at yeah. I've done the eat and I've just enjoyed life and I'm I'm finishing out my eat and now I'm in the pray. I'm getting closer to self, God, just whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm getting close to just things and it's and things and people and ideas that get me to the place where I want to be. I don't know. You never know what the future holds with the love part, because girl, child, men are expendable right now. Child, I'm worried about Ooh. I'm worried about getting this house, getting this come on, town, child. I want I want. All it's like it'll come when it's supposed to come. Exactly, and it's. It's like you want it now, but it's supposed to come when it's gonna come. Like, and that's just exactly. that's just what it is. But so you know, actually, because you know, it's been a minute since we talked too. Like, I really wanna. I want you to take me and take the listeners through what led you to leave the DMV. Like, what was it that pushed you? Uh, okay, girl. I, we can. Okay, we all family here. Let me let me get into the things, girl. It was a combination of things. Um, recently. In September, I lost my aunt. She was she would have been fifty. Her yeah. birthday just passed. Her birthday just passed. Um, it's fine. Like she was one of the people that kind of helped me be. She helped me learn to be myself and be comfortable with myself and yeah. not be very unapologetic. She was very much the person that just said, "I don't care." She's, "I don't care. I love you. You can be whoever you want to be. Just go out there and be you and be in the world and be authentic and." living your truth and living who you are. But after I lost my I lost my job. I was mm. working at a hospital back home. I'm not going to say which hospital, girl, because, you know. That's okay. We, we respect privacy on this girl, I still be getting the tea, though. It's all right. <laughs> but um, 
actually, it was when I had a period of loss. That's when I started to experience a lot of gain. We actually found out my cousin, who was like the middle cousin. She's pregnant. Well, we have a new baby coming in. And then I had got my I had got my new job where I'm working. I can't really talk about it. But hey, y'all, I got my new job literally a week after I got I got released from my previous job. Mm. And it was right here in Florida. Yeah. And I got, and it was, it's literally 20 minutes from the apartment I stay in right now. And it just, everything kind of just worked out in its own time. And I literally have been saying in 2020, this is the year of in due time. Everything's going to come in due time. Yeah. I think that's one of the hardest parts for me in life. It's kind of like having to trust the process. Like, it's like, you know, you have to, it's really difficult and you ain't really got no choice because it's always in God's timing. Yes, because the thing is, the thing is, he will tell you, "Girl, sit your ass down, girl." Right. He be like, "Look, I'm sick of your shit." <laughs> he's, like, I got, he's like, "Girl, I got you, girl." I'm putting my foot I down. The, I got your shoes. I got your shoes, girl. It's like I leave the club. I've learned to literally just sit and listen and watch signs and watch behaviors and just see what serves me and what doesn't and what gives me purpose and what does not. It's crazy to just to think. I'm learning that sometimes you can't, you can love your friends, but you have to love them from afar because the thing is they're moving into a certain place. You guys will just see each other when you see each other, or you might just come back together where you are. I was also in a situation where um, I told somebody very close to me, my feelings for them and very much they did not feel the same. That was another, that was another indication, bitch, get out of town. (laughs) Right. Right. Run for the hills. Do you know, not I'm the same way. Not. I always feel like I have to retreat when something like that happens. I'm the same way. I just be like, you know what? I don't feel wanted or appreciated. I'm out. What's next? Keep it pushing. That's, that's always been my thing. I'm always that girl of, uh-uh. If it does not make me feel comfortable or I can flourish in that or I can grow in that, girl, mm-mm, I got to go. Right. You know us, you a Virgo, I'm a Pisces girl. We just... I know we're like, just signs. That's we us. Got, we got to have structure. We gotta have structure, but we also have to have structure with the structure in a way where we can like bust out and just be doing what we got to do. Absolutely. And then we are so passionate. Like you know, we feel like I'm a Pisces rising. And I'm a Virgo. I'm a I think I'm a Virgo rising. Wow, look at us. We're just like literally meant to be. <laughs> like, I love it. Virgo from. moon too. Hold on. Not hold on, let me check my chart. I was about to say, I'm I a Gemini actually, moon. I'm an Aquarius moon. Really? I'm the, I'm the same sign as my dad. My dad is an Aquarius. My mom is a Taurus. That's and they mama is a Taurus. Yes. My mom is a Taurus, but I'm a Virgo rise. Yeah, you have big Virgo energy for sure. Especially with like I've always I've always appreciated your attention to detail and the fact that you really don't have time for the shit. Like, I've always appreciated that about you. Like, you've always been to the point, no cut cards, it is what it is. Like, I feel like you and I, I think that's why we mesh so well. It's kind of like we were both very, like, to the point, upfront people. And we kind of have, like, the the mindset of if no one's going to say it, we going to say it. it. Period. (laughs) Like, like, what the fuck is the hold up? Why why are we waiting? But I'm also... But I'm also learning in being older. I've I've actually kind of like shrunk back. Mm-hmm. I don't say half the things I want to say. Yeah, because I know about two three years ago, my my mouth was so reckless. I yeah. did not like how we said that. My mouth was literally epitome. 
you can look up in a dictionary, literally see my mouth. Boom. It was done. Because I would literally just tell a motherfucker how I feel. Yeah. But I learned you have to kind of be sensitive to people and also read the room. And I guess it was just, it was giving back to those times when I was in college and I was taking interpersonal communication. You have to read the room and kind of like feel the energy and just see what you're feeling. Yeah, take it through your battles, yeah. And you got to pick your battles, but it's also a thing of like, sometimes you got to protect your peace. And you know, and honestly, and I'm so glad you said that because that just really takes me to the last few years of my life. Like I've been through so much trauma and I'm in a place now where it's like protecting my peace means everything to me. Now, granted, don't get me wrong. I've always been big on it, but it's like mm-hmm. now more than ever, you know, with Tyler being here, like, and she is my life, you know, like that is the princess. Peace is essential. It's a damn fucking beautiful chocolate drop of a baby. She loves you. Oh my goodness. That is, no, like that is Anissa. Had, she had, she's only seen me once and I literally look at her and I literally just start crying. Listen, like I have, like I not, I have essentially in spirit fourteen or fifteen nieces and nephews. Oh yeah, like you got a you got a whole basketball team in this. It's only it's only one nephew and fourteen nieces, girl. And it's but the thing is, there's they're so special and they're so beautiful, and I was able to, I saw them at the beginning of their lives, and they're just so beautiful. And it, it makes me happy or like optimistic about having children because I'm in that I'm in that space. I'm only 26, but my goal is to have children by by the time I'm like 32. That's a great age. It's a great time frame too. Because, you know, because you could still live your life. Yeah, but the thing is, I said, you know what? I at least want to be. I don't know if I want to be married, but I at least want to have my children by 32. Because the thing is, I had to say to myself, you have to value yourself to see that you are a great person to be able to raise another generation. But as well, it's like, thing of like, girl, I'm scared to be a father. I'm selfish as hell. I'm telling them kids, shut the hell up and get the fuck out of my head. <laughs> Here's some money. Call it a day. Go shopping. Do something. <laughs> yeah, I'm, or I'd be like, babe, like, baby, take this, take this phone. Or take them iPads downstairs. No, boo. I'll be like, look, Tyler, here, here's my here's my phone. Go go play Duolingo or something. Oh, go watch like, Moana or something, girl. Okay, look, Tyler Sione loves herself some Moana. Okay, Moana. the newest thing is Beauty and the Beast. Oh, uh, that's my yeah, favorite. but she she's definitely a Moana girl. Yeah, exactly. But, but no, I definitely want to circle back to one thing that you said when you were talking about your aunt. Like, I know for you, family is very important. So that leads me to ask you, like, what grounds you? Like, what what makes you whole? The thing that makes me whole, um, number one is always God, because, you know, he's just kind of been just a presence always. You know, I always give, you know, you give honor to God and all the things, and all the things, girl. All right now. But number two has always been myself. Because mm-hmm. I've been in a relationship with myself for 26 years. I've had my ups, I've had my downs. I've had my ins, I've had my outs. I've had the self-doubt I've had the suicidal thoughts I've had the depression the anxiety I've had all of the things but at 26 I can say I've gotten to a place of peace and it's so amazing like it gets to a place you walk in the house you could be tired as hell you could be mad as shit you could be going through it with your man but the thing is you just sit and you just relish in yourself and you just be like girl right because at the end of the day you got you 
Exactly. You got it better than you. It's like, okay, it's like um my favorite aunt, my favorite auntie in my head, T.S. Madison. Hey boo, hey. She said, she said it like this. I'm gonna paraphrase it. She said, I'm putting myself in a place where if someone drops out of my personal life or my business life, the foundation is solid. Oh, come on. And yes. it, I said, you know what? By the time I'm 32, I want to be in that place. Yeah. She's turning, she's turning 40. I think she's turned 43 this year. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm establishing that before she turns 50. I said, I want to establish that before I turn at least 35, maybe 40. Because 40, I want to know everything I'm allergic to. <laughs> Do that little test and be like, well, then, little bumps on your arm. Because yeah, I know like, I got I, I know it's allergic dust. To okay. Because I know it's <laughs> dust. I know it's pollen. <laughs> bitch ass niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Especially them, girl. Girl, if I could, girl, if I could, girl, wait for the book. I'm gonna tell the stories. Hotels, the I want to sign copy. The real series. I'm gonna give give you the exclusive copy, girl. Then nobody gonna be able to see, girl. Oh yes. Actually, I give you the I give you the uncut one before we do the before they do the edits because you know they're gonna have to make it family friendly just a little bit. Or they want to put it in yeah. the R-rated section because I got some theories. Look, and ain't nothing wrong with no rated R stuff. Like I'm here for it. Girl, it ain't gonna, gonna be rated R. It's gonna be rated um M for M A for mature audience. I'm tired of you. <laughs> girl, but look, it be like that sometimes. Yes, girl. And you know what? And like, let's go ahead and tap into little sex, love, relationships, all Ooh, that good stuff. Chat. I'm here for it. What you What's got- your dating life looking like right now? Okay, so. Before I left, I was actually dating a really beautiful man. We actually worked together when I was working at a model agency back home. He was a model. I was a photographer. Oh, girl, it's so stereotypical. He was just beautiful. He was chocolate. Girl, he had, he had like six-pack abs. He was a hard worker. He had like three jobs. He's dangerous. Girl, <laughs> oh, my God. He paid all his own bills. I was like, and he was going to school for being a, um, an esthetician. I was like, oh. Wow. <laughs> Come on now. He, he you, was he, I know that's at the courthouse tomorrow. Anyway. <laughs> so, girl, like, I think the thing why we stopped, we we had a period where we weren't speaking and kind of, like, kind of lost touch. Because he, he was in school. He was doing his thing. And I was, you know, doing my thing. Me being a simple girl as I am, or a simple man as I am, like, I'm very much a person of, I like simplicity and you don't have to do big extravagant shit for me, but he did it out of, he just did it because he liked me. And I had never experienced something like that in my life. I had once before, but me and him, me and that person, we're friends, we're very close friends now. And it was just different. The only reason why we kind of stopped talking and seeing each other because he felt like I wasn't that into him. And the thing, really? Yeah, but the thing is, for me, when it comes to a guy, I could, I was so infatuated. I think, I think I was so stuck on this finance man is actually interested in me because I, uh, I don't come from a place of I get the guy I want or I get the things that I want, and I'm now in a place as an adult. I'm working for the things that I really, really want out of life, and it's yeah. crazy that, that literally the things I want and I deserve. Is coming into fruition, but the thing is, I wasn't in a place 
emotionally or mentally where I can accept them and I can appreciate them. Yeah. And for and I when I say that, girl, when I say that, man, it's fine, girl. We're going to really talk about it. The thing, girl, the things, girl, that I've seen, girl. <laughs> girl. Okay, let's tap into it. Girl, girl, we got girl, time. Let's talk about things, girl. I've seen some things. I can't stand you. It was like a baby arm, girl. My God, today, Jesus. It was on and popping. No, we didn't. No, we didn't do. Oh, okay. no, we didn't do the things, girl. But I already knew if I was there for, if I was kind of open and like really kind of revealed myself and kind of just told him, like, listen, you are such an amazing person. I don't know, and I actually, actually, it took him saying, I don't think you're that into me, to me saying, I'm afraid of having someone as good as you are in my life. You just read me to filth. And if if I may put in my two cents, Mm -hmm. that reminds me of, you know, something that I've dealt with. Mm -hmm. I have dealt with and still kind of am dealing with. There's like, this is guy I'm interested in, and it's just like, (laughs) I've been... Okay, I'm trying to figure out how I can explain. Girl, we had the kids' table. It's one of those things. It's one of those things where it's like it always seemed too good to be true. Yeah. So I ran away, and it's not that I knew it wasn't too good to be true because I felt like I deserve it, but it was just like, damn, like I really can't believe this good thing is happening to me. This person was placed in my life for a reason, and it's like, damn, like what do I do with it? And like for me, I'm like I'm a type of person. It's like okay, I I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. Not that there's no. It's not that there isn't like any possibility for. It's not like it's not that it can't happen. Mm. It's just the fact that you know, roadblocks happen mm-hmm. and life happens when you throw that into the mm-hmm. mix. It just becomes it just becomes a thing. And it's like even then, it's like wow, like why do I keep running away from the things? And the people that I know I deserve. Like, why do I feel like something is too good to be true? Why? That was that was always my thing because people don't know I've dealt with a lot of insecurities in my life. I've ever I've always felt like I was inadequate and I never felt like I was ever enough. And a lot of times I actually had a person in my life that actually were very close friends, we're estranged right now. But the thing is we, this is the person I told my feelings to, but the thing is, I told him a while ago, I said, yeah, when it comes to you, I've always felt like I was never good enough because the thing is, when we were together, you were seeing, you were entertaining two other people. You didn't Mm -hmm. tell me, but the thing is, you were calling me your boyfriend, but the thing is, you also said you love me. Mm. And we can't act like, it's like, which one? We can't act like it didn't happen because the thing is, it happened. On the phone and the thing is, you can't act like this did not happen. I'm going to tell my truth. He, he can say whatever he wants to just kind of clean it up. But like, I mean, it is what it is. But I do still like just love him, just support him, just give, send him love. And like, I'm just at the point, Ariana Grande's Just Like Magic is literally my anthem. When she said That's losing friends left and right, I just send him love and light. It's not a thing of you're losing friends in this perspective of Oh, fuck them, da da da. It's just a thing of we are not in the same space. Yeah. I when you get to the place where I want to get to or I aspire to get to, a relationship can work in any aspect. People try so hard to like take love out of the equation because of 
unresolved feelings and tension and things like that. And it's like, love is love. Love is going to be there. Like, I know for me, speaking for myself personally, it's like, you really got to push me to a Mm -hmm. point where you really got to bring out the whole fuck you out of me. And like, it's coming from, I'm saying it with my chest. Mm -hmm. It's coming from the depths of my soul. Like, once you take me to that place, there is no love. See, you you, you say it with your chest. Me, I get quiet. You do? I go to I do Girl, I will, everybody know when that crazy about to come out, I get real quiet. They say, oh, shit. Yeah. They be, everybody be like, as soon as I get quiet and I sit back and I put that fist on, I put that fist on my head or I put that tongue in my cheek. Everybody yeah. like, oh, shit. They say, bitch, we got to go. <laughs> so, you know, I guess that brings me to ask you this. What does it take to gain your trust? To gain my trust. And since we're talking about relationships, let's go there. I mean, when it comes to trust in any relationship, it doesn't matter if it's a friendship, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, wife, whatever the fuck, honestly. But if it's a friend, but you know what? I'm going to come by tomorrow, girl. We're going to have a glass of wine. We're going to talk some shit. That's my love language is quality time. Yeah. I've, I, you know, I actually took that um that love language test, and it was so crazy to see how my, um, how my top switched. Mine? For me, my number one is acts of service. Uh... And, you know, and for me, like, and I'm such an alpha woman. So to, like, be submissive to a man that I know is just going to take care of me will go out of Mm. their way to make sure I'm good. Thank God I'm able to experience that. Okay. But it's like, it's just the fact that it's like, I don't know. Like, it used to be, I think, like, quality time and physical touch used to be the top two. And I think because of the trauma that I've been through mm-hmm. these last few yeah. years, it's made me so like close. Because girl, we didn't, girl, we didn't had the conversations, girl. Yeah. Girl, shit gets crazy. Shit girl, gets tough. I, but you, you know, I'm in a place now where it's like I'm at peace. I know, right. Um, all my exes are miserable. You know, I have someone that loves me for me and makes sure that I'm good no matter what. So. Like I can't complain. And he better because you know what I'm. A, you know I'm gonna come up there. I fly up there. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, girl, that's it. But that's a different story. <laughs> mine, mine actually stayed the same. Surprisingly, mine. My top three are physical touch, quality time, and words of affirmation. Yeah, words of affirmation is number two for but me I'm, for sure. I'm also, so much a person of. I don't know if it's in my mind. But in my mind, I'm like, a fuck what you say, bitch. Show me what the fuck you gonna do. Words is cute and all, but words is fleeting. Show me what the fuck you gonna do. Like, I need something to back it up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just a little I, bit. Listen, you, that, that's cute and all, but I need you to talk about some shit. But talking about some right. real shit. Like, um, you say, oh, yeah, we go, oh, yeah, we go together. I'll be like, nigga, what's your credit score? What's your family like? Are you crazy as fuck? You know, and let's get into that. A lot of men are are un. I'm sorry, I can't even get this out. They are afraid to unpack. My question is why. But the thing is, is because us as men, we're we're taught not to express ourselves, not to not to release things of that nature. And I'm not gonna say it's just in our community, the black community, or just in. It's just a thing of I've seen men across a lot of cultures we don't express. And it's because we're known to be, you don't say much. You got to just keep what you're saying in. And I'm a victim to that because I don't say half the thing. If I say half, shit, a quarter of the things I say, 
I'm thinking in my head, I wouldn't have most of the relationships I'm most of the relationships, most of the friends, most of the anything. Because the thing is, I'm a person of I understand feelings are fleeting, but also words are fleeting. With the actions, with yeah. actions and what somebody's growth and their progression does, that speaks volumes for me. Yes. It does. Absolutely. But yeah, word but words and but definitely words are kind of like the icing on the cake. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a weird balance. It's like it's like a safety net. Yeah. It's like comfort. It's like, you know what I mean? It gives you a safe space to land. It's like I need to know that you're like, here. I need to know that you were really like, doing all like hearing it, feeling it, experiencing it, all of it just comes yeah. together. But you know, just sometimes the words hit a little bit different, especially when they doing you know, it. It's someone that you right, especially when you're really feeling them. You be like, that's it right there. That's it. I mean, you, you know, you know, you know exactly what you're doing, sir. So. Or ma'am, you're not, you're not exactly. judging. I'm very much a person that like live your life, enjoy your enjoy your shit, enjoy your peace, enjoy whoever comes to your life that makes you feel exactly how you need to feel. Yeah, in that moment. And you know the crazy part about it is like when you know, you yeah. Know. And the thing is, yeah. that sometimes takes getting into yourself, loving yourself, understanding who you the fuck are, and understanding who the fuck you are, and who's the fuck you are. If we're yeah. talking about religion and everything, it doesn't matter who you pray to. You just know whose you are. You belong yeah. to a per- you belong to the most fucking high in every religion. Come on now with the sermon. If we're talking about. Granted, the spirit is be taking over because I'll be drinking the spirits. So I want to circle back to, you know, we were talking about like honesty and, you know, words of affirmation and safety nets and how that can be a thing. So my question to you is what makes you vulnerable? Honestly, so I can be a little bit. So I, I, you know, full disclosure, I was actually talking to, I'm actually talking to one of the three guys that I'm conversing with and just getting to know. He actually lives like maybe a few hours away from me. And he, we were talking and like, we were just flirting back and forth. And, you know, I took me, you know, we talked earlier. I told you I was taking me a little bath, girl. And I got into the thing. Mm-hmm. And I told him I was taking a bath, and he was like, you know, run me up. He's like, you know, run me one, put extra bubbles, you know, put this oil, put some candles and stuff. I was like, just come on, come home to daddy, all that other stuff. Just you know, being flirty back and forth. And I told he was, I said, I asked him his wine selection. He said, oh, I'll take a little Chardonnay, da da da, or surprise me. I said, may I suggest a robust red and a shot of cognac? He was like, yes, I will marry you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hold on, wait a minute. I was like, hold on, wait a minute. He was like, you're taking, you're mine. I was like, what's my last name then? <laughs> and he was like, he was like, listen, oh. you got me feeling all vulnerable. I said, because I spoke your love language. The yeah. thing that makes me feel vulnerable is when somebody speaks my love language through and through, and you can literally make me feel like I'm the only person in the room. But as well, yes. I I just feel safe and I have an environment to express and be who I really am. Cause yes, I'm yes, I'm I'm loud, I'm boisterous, I say whatever the fuck I want, but as well, people don't know I'm when people first meet me, I'm actually relatively shy. 
and I'm reserved until you get to know me. And then I can like, like really let out and just do the things and say what I want to say. What I've always loved about you is that literally no one can tell you a fucking thing yeah. because you know who you are. I had, and that's I had that. to. Because at a young age, I was put into a situation where I had to figure out who I was in such a short amount of time. And trauma is one of the things that will mature you faster than anything. And I said, you know what? I know what I want out of this. Like when my coming, because my coming out story wasn't, you know, the most, it wasn't the most pretty. I definitely want to unpack that if you want to talk about it. Um, Let's just say I was outed. I can't really get into it because the thing is, it's a sensitive family issue, but the thing is, I don't really get into it. But, you know, y'all read the book when I write it. Y'all y'all get the real tea. Okay. But um, somebody outed me. It was a very just emotional, but like me and that person, we're very close. We're, we've came to a place of, I went through a lot of therapy for about maybe six to eight months. And it got to a place, mm. I was just, I felt free. And then I got, and then I actually met the person who's actually one of my closest friends, even though we're strange right now. He's one of the per- he's one of the people that made me think, he made me expound my mind, actually, really think about what I want out of life, who what I want to be treated like. And he actually showed me, this is what you're supposed to be treated like. This is what a date is supposed to look like. This is what a man treats you like. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. I had, I've only had like probably out of all of the situations and like dates that I've been on, I've only had probably two guys that have pursued me in that way. I'm more like a burlesque show. I strip off one glove, I strip off the other glove. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's like, but and wait, more, there's more. And then, and I there's said, more. oh, and there's, there's a more. champagne glass behind? Oh. And oh. And you know, and you saying all this kind of wants me to like. I want to ask you, like, has anyone actually tried to change you, or tra- or change like your beliefs, your oh, thoughts, absolutely. your feelings? Oh, who you are? Fucking He was ten years older than me. I. It was some of the best sex of my life. Some of the best. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. I'd be like, Honey, I'm stay away from you. Me and him messed around for about <laughs> at least eight months. And the thing is, we stopped talking for about at least a good two and a half months of that, almost eight months to a year. And after that, about two and a half month period, he had bought a car. He put me on the car insurance. But said, nah, I was doing Uber in that damn car. I was scurrying scur- through them streets. Because when it comes to my beliefs at this point in my life, I'm an egalitarian. Which means I am very much equal. So if the thing is you coming in saying, I need you to do this, this, that, and the other, I need you to be doing that shit on your side. If you need me to do all that, I will give you the world diamonds and fucking pearls and the fucking malls and all that shit. I'll work the fucking three jobs and look like shit afterwards. But I will will make sure that, you know, I reach that potential. But the thing is, you have to match it. It's an equal energy, equal so energy transfer. I think for me, when yes. it comes to love, at this point in my life, I don't want my love to be transactional. But that also takes Wait, me into oh. the thing of Jasmine Ooh. Sullivan's album. She talked about how everybody hoeing. Because you're trying to basically use your body to get somewhere or get something or do something. And she was saying in the, con- in the concept of women, 
or a a homegirl of hers was just having the conversation. And I was just like, yeah, I understand that. And it kind of goes into my belief of like, listen, if you're going to say you need this from your nigga or whoever the fuck you date, you better be able to do that shit on your fucking own. You can't do that shit on your own. Don't be talking that bullshit. Yes. But the thing is, you better be, you better be adding to that shit. You better have that shit. You better have shit in your purse. Would you say that there's a reoccurring like theme in your life when it comes to your relationship specifically? Absolutely, because the thing is, actually, one of my old lead from my old job, she actually said there's a reoccurring thing in your relationship at your point in this life. And it's because you're investing in people that are unavailable emotionally. I actually have a question. It's been a it's been a thing okay. of um if okay, this is a hypothetical. You're married. You've been married for okay. five years. You guys are sitting in you guys are sitting in your beautiful house. Actually, not in your beautiful house, you're in yeah. the backyard of your beautiful home. The kids asleep. You both have you have a glass of wine. He has a glass of scotch or whatever the fuck he drinks. Y'all sitting in the hammock and y'all mm-hmm. talking about what is your marriage going to look like in the next year to five years. What is the first year after the fifth going to look like in your mind? So year six. So year six. And Actually, and seven, because the thing is, they have the thing of the seven-year itch. You know, for Mm -hmm. me, my biggest thing is that Mm -hmm. I'm such an alpha woman. So I need to make sure that I'm with Mm -hmm. someone that's also alpha, but will make it a safe space for me Mm -hmm. to be submissive. You know, it takes a lot for me to submit to someone. And with everything I've been through, I need safe spaces. So for me, like what I look for in relationships, especially like, you know, with whoever I'm going to end up with in mm-hmm. life, whoever it's meant to be. I feel like I already have an idea, but, we, Girl, you know, that's yeah, another conversation. Yeah, I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back. I just feel like, <laughs> look, okay, i like, <laughs> God, this is my husband. I just Girl, need a drink. <laughs> listen, trust me. I, like now. Girl, I can smell my husband a, know, a mile away, child. I don't know where he is. Listen. Listen, I'd be like, where you at? Oh, there he is. <laughs> but for me, you know, like what I need, like what I'd be looking for year six, year seven is just, you know, I guess like reaffirming how my man, my husband, my partner, mm-hmm. my life partner is my safe space, you know, and I need him to show me why mm-hmm. he chose me and why we're supposed to be here. Like I see my my future partner and I, my future husband and I being in a very successful place. But of yeah. course, like money isn't everything. For me, it's like all about like the emotions and how you treat Girl, me and yeah. how you take care of my mental health. I mean, obviously, ultimately, that's like my responsibility. But it's like, again, like how are you going to be my safe space? So I think for me, what I would need around that time mm. is just reaffirming um, all the reasons why we chose oh, each other and why we're here today. That's very listen, important. Listen, to me. Friend, I hope that you, makes sense. Listen, you make points, girl. I'm looking, I'm looking for a collective play. Okay, well, I'll be trying out. I'm trying to find a collective play, girl. Because you're a little bit free stuff. Look, I'm going to put a little $3, $4, $5. Year six and year seven, <laughs> it's a seven year itch. I want to go, year one to five is kind of establishing our basic communication. 
um, our patterns, but as well our yes. um, pattern with the children, our relationship with our children, but as well, when we hit year seven, yes. that's the one with, where we should be, I should be like, hey, uh-uh, we getting back to when we were dating. Yes, they date guys. me. That is important. The thing is that like, people get so comfortable. It's like, all right, uh, we got uh, the no. brain, we made it, like, we got the kids, we got the house. And they think that means, I think people think that means dating stops. You don't just stop dating uh, who it, you're with, who you chose. And I'm the same way too. Like when it comes to the kids, especially, you know, with me having Tyler, like whoever I marry is going to be Tyler's bonus dad. And for me, I need action. Like you said, like it's all about like maintaining the relationships and nurturing the relationships. I do have a question That's because so of important. you have my beautiful niece. Um, how do you feel about the title of stepfather or step or like stepmom or anything like that? Because the thing is, my parents are in the process of getting divorced, and I've always I always joke with my yeah. mom, but I'm very serious on this. I want a stepdad. I mean, I told him I was like, "You have to understand." I said that if you and I are not going to be together, there is going to be another man in my life. There is going to be someone that's going to have a fatherly role in Tyler's life and you have to understand the fact that it's like she Tyler is going to be able to call whoever that man is whoever God chose for me you have to understand the fact that he is who he is Tyler's going to call him whatever like she can call him dad she can call him stepdad like you know that's up to her she can call him by his name but ultimately I was like she's going to have two father roles in her life that's what it is and of course that angered him he doesn't want anybody to you know say oh how did he word it to me that day talking about some oh yeah like I'm her only dad and that's just a stepdad no one's gonna take my my place and I was like bro after everything we've been through my thing is like you can't be mad at anyone that steps into the way a little bit more than you you can't be and you know Mm -hmm. and I'm not right and I'm not using this as an opportunity to bash him because I I wouldn't do that. I've gone through that because of everything we've been through. Mm. But like, I have enough respect for him to understand that even though he and I are not good, I'm going to keep the stack. We don't talk. We don't have a Mm. relationship because he literally doesn't talk to me by choice. It's just kind of like, you know, for me, I think the biggest issue I have run into in the past is um, Mm. actually Let's see. Let's let's start. Okay, I think yeah. Look, I you know look, I I ain't got no problem unpacking. Everyone knows that about me. That's why we here today. Okay, it's just like for me, like I just want Tyler to be set up with the best. I want Tyler to have her dad and her bonus dad. You know, I want her to have stability. I feel like I provide Mm. enough stability for my child. You know, when she's you know when she's away with her dad. She's in good care. But for me, ultimately, it's just a matter mm. of like, is Tyler good? Yeah. That's what I care about. I know that the man that comes into my life is going to make sure that she's good in the same way that he's going to make sure that I'm good. I think I was always worried about being in a position or, yeah, I was definitely worried about being in a position where I was like, oh my God, like I may have to go through this all over again. Necessarily like you have, you know, you dating somebody, you have a kid with them and y'all not together. I'm talking about like, I got to go through the dating process again. 
I gotta Ooh. really like like somebody again. Like I was so afraid to open myself up to love. Like, cause I knew like at that time, like that's who I was supposed to be with. But when somebody Ugly shows you girl, who they are, girl. you have to believe them. You have to girl. take it for what it girl, is and keep it pushing. You know, and we're both like, you know, we're talking yes. about like this whole parents tip. And you know, like my parents, like they're divorced. Yeah. So like, I understand like where you're coming from. Like it's, it's, it's hard, like as the child. So my question is now, like, since we're talking about relationships too, like what would you say is the most important I'm thing you've ever learned from I've, I've learned from whatever hurts you, tell it. Whatever is deep in your heart that you are harboring, your partner needs to be your best friend at the end of my fucking day. And if they ain't your best friend, girl, y'all need to make That's fucking check in. Listen, how you feeling? What's going on in your mind today? So really check in and really get into those, get really getting so deep issues. You know, like I was actually in a relationship a few years ago and um, the guy that I was with, cause like I was, I went through so much shit. Right. And I was like, you know what, with this next relationship and like for, you know, like with this guy, obviously I thought he was going to be the one I spent the rest of my life with, but now he's with a woman that he don't even love and I don't even want him anymore. So we're going to make that very clear, <laughs> but like, Girl, it's always you know, love, okay, like they're not even like aesthetically pleasing. Girl. Like I have time to talk about it, but I'm not going to be too messy. <laughs> what I wanted to do was go in, I mean, go into every month, like maybe not necessarily with a clean slate, but with a better okay. understanding with like. What we could have done better in the last month, and obviously we talked in like, you know, mm. whatever month it was about. Oh, I didn't like that. Okay, like you know, arguments here and there. That's fine. But like, I always wanted to like touch base once a month or like once every couple of months to be like, okay, so how can we do better? Where can we improve? And it got to a point where like he felt mm. like it was corny, but like instead of him telling me, he thought it was cute to go and cheat on me. <laughs> so my thing idea. is like. If somebody is doing so, if somebody is doing something that you are uncomfortable with, like my thing is like, if that made him uncomfortable, I just wish he told me. For me, it was all about like healthy communication, effective communication, making sure that we're on the same page. I think what people don't, I think what people don't understand is the fact that when you're with somebody and you're investing time in somebody, work is essential. It's not going to be all cupcakes and rainbows and all that shit. Like you got to get to the nitty gritty you got to get to the ugly parts of it you really unpack and be your most raw authentic i have and real learned self. that but it's not with relationships i learned it with my friendships it's just a thing of i can be an advocate for very much expressing how you feel that blah, blah blah but when you've been around somebody for so fucking long but the thing is if the quality or how y'all live your relationship going up to the point where you've had to have a hard conversation is very much pertinent. Yeah. It comes to a point where you're just like, you're battling with yourself. I don't know if I can have this conversation because the thing is, I already know how they're going to react, da, 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 or I think I know how they're going to react. And I don't want to, and the thing is, my mom always told me, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. If I ain't got nothing nice to say, for about yeah. at least a good about a month, Bitch, I ain't gonna say that shit. Cause the thing is, I'm gonna say some shit that's gonna. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read that. Right. I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna feelings. open up a full fucking library, the full library of Congress on that ass. Because not the library absolutely. of Congress. Because if I know if if it's over years, I have everything on that ass. I know everything.
you and I are both very expressive people. We have no problem being the open books that we are. We're both very fluid. We're very, we are who we are. So we're, I got a couple of little, little fun questions. about. All right, all right Miss Mama, let's, let's get into it. Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? Let's Girl, do it. Born. So <laughs> what's, what is your definition of 10 out of 10 would recommend sex? Girl, 10 out of 10 recommended sex. Baby, this is what it, this is what it is. It better be a lot of fork and foreplay. You better, I better be able to beat the brakes off you. Actually, you know what? Fuck the fur off you. But as well, it needs to feel passionate, but also sensual. I need to feel all of the things through my body. Also, also I need to be a little drunk. The reason why I've had really bomb sex, I created new positions. Uh, Oh, so are you going to teach me? Girl, AKA. The the Havana Nights. I will teach you that, baby. You know, and I feel you. For me, I'm very much like mm-hmm. slut me out, but make me feel like royalty. So you're basically, <laughs> so you're basically like Sonya at least when she says, "I mean like a hoe, treat me like a princess." There you go. All right, no question. Let's get into it. <laughs> Have you ever been caught having sex? No, I'm too sly. Wow, slick for that shit. I, I am so I, jealous. It's happening like everybody once. is asleep. <laughs> I've had sex on my balcony right here in Florida, and both of my roommates have been asleep. Wow. Spike. See, see, for me, it happened like uh, I don't want to unpack too much, but it happened maybe like what was it like three, four years ago now? Four yeah, years ago. Yeah, 2021, four years ago. It was so awkward, and I just uh, I don't even want to talk about it, <laughs> but it was while my niece wasn't scarred, I'm good. No, 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 no. This is the year she was conceived. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh this is a baby daddy. Oh my god, he oh, he threw that one. It was four years ago, though, and he oh. don't have any type of connection anymore. So I'd just be like, well, <laughs> it is what it is. I know that's right. And one more thing before we, you know, wrap this up. I have one question to end it with. My mm. question for you is this. Make it spicy, girl. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not spicy. I mean, it can be if you want, but it's up to you. Girl, go ahead, girl. What is, what is one bit of advice you can give to the audience? Love yourself. Love yourself. Yeah. You, are, you have value. You have worth. And... You should be valued as a prize. It doesn't matter what a person tells you or feeds you. Mm-hmm. You're valued and you should be given everything in the world. Period. Number two, when you're in your 20s, you better pistol pock and twerk and fuck strangers. <laughs> when you're going into your 30s, you're only supposed to do 20 year old shit on fucking vacation. Those who don't want children, Build the lessons or learn the lessons that you want to cho- you want to teach your children. Number three is the most important. Pray or meditate to get in touch with you or spirit. Yeah. It's a, it's a, you have to get that spiritual part. So when your partner or whoever you want to connect with or even if with yourself, you can teach somebody that's outside of your realm. This is what I'm at. But the thing is, you have to do the work. You have to do the self-work. Mm-hmm. Not just the light work. It's it's that dark work. It's that talking to that ugly fucking side of yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, in that, well, but, on that note, I want number, to... Also number four. 
Oh, is this number four? I'm sorry. Yeah, there's, a, there's a last one. There's a number four. Oh, one. my bad. Go ahead. It's something we learned in high school. It's on Cairo. It was a it was our Kairos number three. It was to regret nothing, to question everything. Actually, question everything, regret nothing, and to live in the moment. Mm. Baby, this mo- this moment is a blessing. It's a blessing if you are if you able to open your eyes and breathe, girl. It's a blessing. Agreed. Absolutely. Make the most of it. Yes, girl. Period. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you. Everyone, this is Greg Pinkney, my Judy, my best. We've been at this since literally 2008, and I'm so grateful to have you here. And I'm so grateful to have everyone know who you are. And go ahead and shout out your social media so everyone can follow you. Girl, my girl, my, my social media is F-E-L-L-G-R-E-G-A-R-I-O-U-S. Feel gregarious. It is on um, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. You can follow me on there. Girl, I'll be talking a whole bunch of cash on bullshit on fucking Twitter. <laughs> Snapchat, I'll be there. I'll be just posting my face. But pay attention to my Instagram story because I'll be posting a lot of things on there. And pay attention to my photography page, J.R. Marie. J.R. Maurice Photography. That is J-R-M-A-U-R-I-I-C-E Photography. And then, you know, graphic design here and there. Da, da, da. If you need to, just message the girl. I will definitely shout you out. But the thing is, it was a good conversation with my good girlfriend. You already know. Thank you all for tuning in to Cookies and Conversation, where nothing is censored and cookies are served. This is the platform for real conversations with real people. And make sure you all catch the next episode. Until then, we out. (laughs) Period. Let's do it.